You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hey, everybody. I want to thank our sponsor for this season, SEMrush. SEMrush is an SEO tool that I use for my clients and I absolutely adore. It not only helps me audit the site to find out what's wrong or what needs to be improved on my client's sites from an SEO standpoint, but it also helps me to keep track of the keywords and key phrases we're going after, where they rank in Google and Bing. They have their own index that they, you can put parallel to Google's index. It is an incredible tool. If you go to our show notes for each episode, there is a link. If you click on it, it just tells them that we sent you. And you can try their tool out for free. I think it's for seven days right now. And it is an incredible tool. It is well worth the money. It's actually not that bad when you think about the, about the quality and the amount of value you're going to get from this tool. Check it out. Go to our show notes, and I um, hope you enjoy the show. This is Entrepreneur's Enigma. I'm Seth Goldstein. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Entrepreneur's Enigma podcast. I'm your slightly sinusy host, Seth Goldstein. When this comes out, hopefully I will not have a sinus issue anymore. But right now, I sound like I'm in the airplane. So I do apologize for the audio of my voice, but it's not much better anyhow. So I am here today with Dave Smith of xbound.us. He's also the, what are you, the creative director over at Exhilarate or the I am the founder of Exhilarate and the head photographer of Zaysmith Photography. Well, I would hope you're the head photographer when it's named after you, so that'd be a good thing. (laughs) But yes. Rather than being the photographer without a head at Zaysmith Photography. There you go, the photographer without a head. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, Zave, tell us a little bit about you. How did you find your way into just the entrepreneurial life? I've always been self-employed because I'm basically unemployable because I don't follow directions very well. So, Mm, I mean, last time I had a job was uh, 1988, I think. So 31, 32 years ago, I started Zaysman Photography and I did that. I'm still ongoing doing commercial photography, lifestyle and portrait photography for advertising. Um, About five years ago, I merged my photo business with a friend of mine's graphic design business. And we started Exhilarate, which is a brand design agency, brought in a third partner. And we basically help companies, you know, grow through brand design and engaging brand experiences. My role within Exhilarate is, is, you know, basically I'm a co-founder. I help with business strategy. I handle the bookkeeping stuff. And I did all the photography and video. And, of course, under COVID, photography and video did the uh, disappearing act. So I had a little time in my hand. Mm -hmm. But right before COVID hit, I had this idea for X-Bound was rattling through my brain and COVID basically gave me the time to explore it. Mm-hmm. And the idea came from basically watching four trends. 
one trend which I've always known is how hard it is, I've witnessed this a zillion times, how hard it is for anyone over 50, if they get laid off, downsized, booted, to get back in the job market. It's mm-hmm. always hard. Number two, there is a amazing huge number of people retiring now in the United States. It's over 10,000 people a day. Wow. Traditionally, 40% of them will return to the workforce. Three, I saw a lot of my friends who are retiring, you know, people who are much older than me. And uh, I saw them retiring. And I saw these people with just tremendous business savvy and knowledge and technical knowledge and wisdom. And they didn't really want to retire, but they just couldn't do the 50-hour work week or they didn't want to do the 50-hour work week. Oh, great. I got lunch on my shirt. Um, <laughs> I'll do the rest of it like this. Um, there you go. Yeah. The 50-hour work week that they have been doing for you know, 30, 40, 50 years, depending on the person. But if they could find a way to remain engaged uh, in the workplace, on maybe on a part-time or a project basis, they would love mm-hmm. it or as a volunteer. Keep their minds young. Keep yeah. keep engaged because not everybody wants to go to Florida and play shuffleboard and bitch about what the government's doing. Exactly, exactly. So or the taxes. So the other trend was, you know, being a guy who has spent 30 years poking my nose into other people's businesses, either as a photographer or, or running Exhilarate, I've noticed a lot of companies, especially newer companies that are entrepreneurial, just reinventing the wheel all the time. You know, you get someone who has a new way of making a poker chip and, but they, they have the great method, but they know nothing about procurement. They know nothing about logistics. They know nothing about finance. They know nothing about human resources. And like what a lot of companies do is they sit and hack it and it takes mm. them five, eight years to figure it out. But if they could bring in a couple people on a project basis or part-time basis, or even a full-time basis who have done that for a long time, they could really accelerate their growth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So was those four trends that were rattling in this little brain of mine, and that's what it came up with uh, Xbound. And then once COVID hit, I thought, huh, I got some time. Yeah. I actually know people who can do this. Like, I, I can't do it. I can't design a website. I know nothing about product. I know nothing about startup. But I know people who do. Because yeah. 30 years of building a network of people who are a lot smarter than I am, I could ask people. Mm-hmm. And so about a year and year and a half ago, I started really focusing on Xbound. How's it going so far for you? Not bad. You know, we launched about five, six weeks ago. We're getting oh, it's some relatively traction. new launch. Wow. It's, we're, you know, th- this baby hasn't even gone home from the hospital yet. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, we've got some traction. We've got some jobs. We've got some users. We are learning from how people are using the site. In fact, we're already going into a facelift of the homepage based on user experience and feedback. We're doing some additional market research. We're raising some money. We're entering a pre-seed fundraising blitz. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's such, uh, well, such a great idea. Well, thank you. I mean, because I know a lot of people. I know my mom, when she retired, she was like, now what? And she became a docent. And I mean, she's busier now, I think. Well, not now. Now she's kind of starting to relax a little bit more. But when she first got was retired, she was busier retired than she was working. Right? Dad, one time calling him and said, dad, how's retirement going? He says, I'm so busy. I don't know how I ever had time to work. That's amazing. It's, it's amazing. You know, <laughs> and it's, my uh, wife who retired in June, Yeah. right before she retired, there was a resignation on our local school board. My wife's been a 41 year career in education. Um, 
the school board reached out to her, gave her, appointed her to be on the board. And then oh, wow. she found out she actually has to run for that seat. So right now, oh, she's not only on the school board, but she's learning the ins and outs of local politics. She's oh, that's always fun. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun time. Yeah. Well, you know, go to door to door and say, hey, I'm running for office. But she's going to be great. I mean, she's learning a ton, keeping engaged. And she's going to be, I mean, how many school board members have worked in education for 40 years in all different aspects and all different school oh, systems. She's going to be fantastic. Needed. It is needed. And we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. But we need more educators in the school board to say, hey, knuckleheads, this is what we need for our kids. You right. Know? And it, it, it's it's so needed. And we'll leave it at that because it's a hot button issue for me as well, being a father of an eight-year-old who's in the, in the Central Bucks School District. And don't get me started with that. When you make the news, <laughs> you know something's up. So then we'll leave it at that. Anyhow, so what is the hard since you've been doing entrepreneurial stuff since you know eighty eight? What is the hardest thing you say to people about being an entrepreneur? Like, what's like the hardest thing? I I think there's two things. Number one is what's the company? I sit through and I hear two to four pitches a week from various companies during various networking events I go to, and it comes down to four factors to start a company. The first one is, what's the problem that's out there and is it, is it worth solving? Two, do you have a solution to that problem? Three, is your solution valuable enough that people are gonna pay for it? Mm, can you monetize one. that solution? And four, do you have a team or can you actually execute on your vision? So that's the first thing you have to think about. Is there a problem? Is there a solution? Can you monetize that solution? And can you execute on your vision? The next thing is, is I always tell a story about years and years ago, I went to a SCORE event, you know, how to start your own company back in when I was living in Milwaukee. And I remember these guys getting up on the stage, and there was probably 100 people in the audience, if my memory serves me well. And these guys got up there and they started talking about, you want to start your own company, you need to have a business plan. And then you need uh, to have an accountant and then you need to have a lawyer and then you got to make sure you have the right accountant and then you need to have to make sure you got the right lawyer. They went on and on and on. And I'm sitting in the audience going, no, what you need is a client who's going to pay you. Yeah. And then you need another client who's going to pay you. And when you get about 10 or 20 of those, depending yeah. on what kind of business you're in, then you can worry about the rest. But mm -hmm. the most important thing is there a client out there who's willing to pay you for the solution you're bringing to the table. Yeah. It has to be, it has to be, there has to be some validity to your idea first. Yeah. When you hire all these people, you know, make sure that you can do it. Yeah. And I, I see that as a weakness. Um, people have these wonderful things. They want to save the world. You got this, you know, mental health app or this fitness app or whatever app it might be. But unless you actually can get people to pay you for it, if there's not a road to monetization, then it's not a business. It could be a great charity, yeah, but it's not a business. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So on the flip side, what's the best thing you found being an entrepreneur? What was what's like the best thing that comes from it for you? Well, a couple things. Uh, at least back in the photo business, um, I always felt when it's good, there's nothing better. And when it's bad, it's nothing worse because you have no one to blame but yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's a real roller coaster. So unless you like to ride roller coasters without a seatbelt, uh, entrepreneurship is probably not for you. Um, 
the thing I'm finding about startups, which is very different than the photography business, photographers basically hate each other because <laughs> you know they're they're all scrambling for a very small pie that has been slowly shrinking for the last 20 years. So it's it's Game of Thrones or Hunger Games, whatever TV metaphor might work for you. Yeah. Startup community, at least in Philly, is mm -hmm. incredibly supportive. I mean, I'm an odd guy out. Most, you know, when you think of the average entrepreneur startup, you know, they're about 20 years old. They came out of Stanford. They have 45 degrees. They have, <laughs> a, they have an IQ of about 250,000. You know, I, I meet none of those categories. And yet I've been taken very seriously and I've gotten tremendous support in the, in the startup That's community fantastic. through the various forums I go on. And if it wasn't for that support, and knowledge I've gained and free advice people have given me, I'd be nowhere. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's one thing I love about the Philadelphia startup community is that, yeah, now we're 28th in the world. As of, I think, last week or week, week ago, there's a whole study that was put out I forget, by Startup Genome. And yeah, I think I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and we're 13th in North America, which I'm very impressed by, that our little city. The community itself has really grown in the 13 years that I've been in the web design, startup, whatever you want to call this nuttiness I'm in. Well, and, I think you know, it, it's great. We're really strong in the biosciences. I see a lot mm -hmm. of bioscience startups because, you know, we have such great medical institutions and universities. Um, it's not as strong in the consumer-based stuff and mm -hmm. some of the other ones because, you know, it's not where people are coming from, though it's getting stronger and uh, next year, Xbound will help put Philadelphia on the world map. <laughs> exactly. That's what you have to do. But And I really do think life sciences is a big part of it. Life sciences save lives, you know? Exactly. So, we are in the you know, pharma capital of the world. So. Yeah, this, yeah. People ask me what I like to shoot when I do photography. And my pithy answer has always been drugs and money. Because yeah. in Philadelphia, who do I shoot for? Financials or pharmaceuticals or, you know, good 70% of my clientele. Absolutely. Right. That's so true. So you just launched Xbound and literally it's coming home from the hospital, as you would say, tomorrow, let's say. We and... haven't we haven't had the circumcision yet. There's no rabbi yet. Oy, oy, <laughs> oy, oy. But um what yeah, business podcast is going to have a moil joke, huh? Uh, hey, you have to. When you, get, when you get the Jewish guys on here, what do you expect? But yeah, definitely. So where can they people find you? Obviously, xbound.us. Where's xbound. the best place? US. And where's the, where's the best place to find you and interact with you online? Um, I am. I, if Listen, with my name, you Google Zave Smith, you find Zave Smith. I'm the only one in the country. Actually, I was looking for your headshot. There's a younger Zave Smith out there now. There's one guy in Ohio. Who yeah. Is, I think in college now. Yeah. And he's I think he's one picture studying ahead of chemistry, you. but I'm not sure. But yes, there is one guy in Ohio. Um, it's, it's very funny. <laughs> it, it, you, you'll find me. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Xbound, Exhilarate, or ZaveSmith.com if you want to look at some of my pictures. I've been also getting some pretty good PR lately. So mm -hmm. uh, Philly Metro newspaper did a big article about Xbound oh, really? about four um, weeks ago. You know, you know the 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 business journal did one on you too. That was two weeks ago, and yeah. I I think the biggest PR push, where I'm going to get the best buzz from, is this podcast. 
Oh, I hope so. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to share all over the place, my friend. It definitely is. It says, Dave, thank you so much for coming on. Check him out, xbound.us. And if you're loving this show and you want to write us a review in the podcast directory of your choice, we would love that. The more reviews means the more people subscribe or listen to or whatever adjective you want to use. And if you want to find the show, go to entrepreneursenigma.com. It really just brings you over to the Goldstein Media site and you can subscribe with all the buttons over there. So say this has been fantastic. I wish you all nothing but success. Thank you, Seth. Oh, it's, it's so pleasure to know you. Yeah, it's been fun. Absolutely. And we'll see you guys next week. That was a great show. Hey, if you're enjoying Entrepreneur's Enigma, please give us a review on the podcast directory of your choice. We're on all of them. And these reviews really help others find the show. Also, if you're getting value from the show and want to buy me a coffee, go to the show notes and click on the link to help me stay awake while I bring you more great episodes to your ears. That's in the show notes, and I look forward to the next episode. Take care, guys. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.